around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We're so glad you're out there. We're glad that we have the opportunity and very, very grateful that we can speak to you and talk to you about the absolutely miraculous, transforming things of the Word of God. God's kingdom is the never-ending kingdom, and Terry and I are here today to talk to you about these things that we believe are very pertinent and relevant to where we are in this time in history. And we want to remind you also that you can uh, listen on terrymize.com and then also terrymizeministries.org. And all of these podcasts have been archived, and uh, we're heading into, I think, somewhere around six months of podcasts. And so there's a lot to choose from, and we just um, are going to add this to the cachet of all of those wonderful things that we have taken the time to share with you here over the last several months. Uh, Today, we wanted to talk to you about things that we feel like are really necessary for the church to wake up in America as well as around the world and become the church, not just a church or a Christian, but become the church wherever you go. And uh, there's so many areas here in America that we know that Christians are not focused on what are the real needs in areas of prayer and where we need to really look at in areas of what is our activity, what is our focus, and what is our job right now in the 21st century? So, Darla, um, let's talk about some of these things. You preached a message here recently that was just so uh, heart-stirring. I know I've heard some of these things from you in the past, but these three missionary calls that are given to the church to go and preach the gospel— Absolutely. And our number one job is to win souls. Absolutely. Our number one job. It, it's it's not, I think it, you explained so aptly the other day, uh, the difference in those five times in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the book of Acts, where Jesus talked about what our real call was as the church and how vitally important it is for not get off of that. So No, of course, Renee. And yet, you know, if, if, if I were the devil. Right. <laughs> You know, I would go find out what Jesus said for the church to do. Exactly. And then I would get the church looking somewhere else. Yeah, distracted. That's standard combat technique. You know, that's just standard procedure. That's right. Create a diversion. Create a diversion. Make a a splash over here. Flash a light over here. Draw the eye over here. Right. And get the church doing something else. And you've heard me say for many, many years that good is the enemy enemy of best. best. Exactly. And uh, the church is good. Everything right. the church does is good. Right. Church people are good. Christians are good. Uh, we spend our time doing good stuff. Yes, we you know, do. we help the yes, poor. We, we help the orphans. We right. help uh, people that are down and out. We, you know, right. we, we church people are good people. Yeah. The, the whole function no, of the church right. is good stuff. Right. But we can get so busy doing good. That's right. That we're so exhausted and worn out and the clock ticks away and there's no time left to do the best. Same right. thing happens in marriages. Right. You know, marriage isn't about going out and working and getting a job and paying the bills, but we know that that's what has to happen right. to, to live on planet Earth. Right. So mom's working and she's got kids, plus she's working a job and dad's working a job. And, 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 and so we tell ourselves, hey, I'm doing this for the marriage. Hey, I'm doing this for the family. And that's true, right. but it doesn't, it doesn't telegraph over into, it doesn't turn into uh, ministering, nurturing right. the relationship. No, and so, right. so many marriages busted up. 
because the the best didn't get done because right. by the time you got through doing all the good stuff you're exhausted you <laughs> yeah. know and then you put the cat out and the dog out and turn the lights out and you're totally just exhausted uh and tomorrow when you wake up you're exhausted and yet you go do all the good stuff again and you, you never have time to get around to the best i want to just say to you married couples out there too today that this is this is something that you have to work at as far as the the relate that relationship just like you do the, the relationship you have between you and the Lord. In fact, I woke up this morning thinking about over there in, in Ephesians 6 and Galatians 5, where Jesus is talking about how that Christ loved the church and that, that we are in a position here in this generation to really display to the world how much Jesus loves the church through marriage, through relationships, through the church and church involvement out in the world. And our whole life is to not be a, to be a light and not put it under the table well, sure sure and but, to and to not be distracted right and let other things put out our life because the devil is going to major on distracting yes, us right. so that's that right. we're not doing what we're supposed to he doesn't care how much good we do because right. he's not going to stop that right and he doesn't care how much good we do as long as we don't do the best as the long best. as we don't finally get around to getting done the thing that God told us to do in the first place. Right. You know, uh, Jesus only gave us one commission. That's right. Get the gospel to the world. He That's didn't give it. us commission A, B, C, D, and say, you choose whichever one you feel like, honey, and you choose whichever one you like, son. Right. No, he gave us one commission, one commission only, and he said, everybody do this. Right. In fact, I think it's so interesting, Renee. I learned this as a teenager because I was in study for myself. I was praying for my, for my youth services. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was going to preach to the kids, preach to the youth. And uh, and I was sitting there praying and had my Bible open and my notebook open. I was sitting there taking notes about things I was praying about and things I was meditating on. And uh, it just kind of hit me as I was sitting there uh, studying and praying. It just kind of hit me one, one day that, that, you know what? Jesus only spent 40 days with his disciples from the time he was resurrected from the tomb. We're coming up on Easter Sunday. Thank mm -hmm. God for Easter. Amen. You know, Easter is the <laughs> most holiday and the yeah. most holy day, holy day to a Christian. Yeah, it's a Christian yeah. Super Bowl. So well, it, it is. Well, it's and more it's than that. Big deal it, it's it's the Christian reason for existence. It is. It's, it, it's why we are Christians. Right. It's why we are who we are. Right. Paul said it like this. If Jesus didn't raise from the dead, if he didn't rise from the dead, then this all a bunch of baloney, and we're of all men most miserable. That's we right. have absolutely no hope. That's right. So the whole point of Christianity is Easter. And mm -hmm. some people want to hang up on the word Easter, and they want to call it something else. And some people want to fuss about eggs and bunnies. And, and <laughs> But again, you're majoring on doing good stuff and forgetting the best. But <laughs> when right. Jesus came out of that tomb with an explosion, the world's still rocking from today that makes right. Richter scales run wild. And he said, I am he that was dead, and don't you ever forget it. I'm alive forevermore. He spent 40 days with the disciples. In fact, you could write a book. That sounds like a book, a thriller, doesn't it? Like The Last 40 Days. Right. <laughs> That'd no. be a great title, The Last 40 Days. And so I'm sitting there as a teenager praying for my youth service, and it dawned on me he only spent 40 days with his disciples from the time he resurrected from the tomb until he ascended into heaven and never mm -hmm. saw them again. And he knew he would never see them again until they died and came to heaven. Now, they didn't know that. They didn't have a clue what right, was going on. Right. They didn't even know we had changed covenants. I mean, they, they didn't know that the, the veil in the temple was rent from top to bottom. <laughs> right. And Jesus said, it is finished, meaning the old covenant is finished. Right. And now we're starting a new covenant. This is a, a different, it's a different deal Ready, with different set, rules. <laughs> and they didn't get all that. They were just no. scared. They thought he's dead and we're going to die too. Yeah. And so, uh, so he only My spent 40 goodness. days with them. And as I was sitting there as a teenager thinking about that, Renee, and making notes to preach to my youth group, it dawned on me. And I said, you know what? If I could find out what Jesus said in those 40 days, that would have been the most 
the most compelling thing on his mind, right. the most prevalent thing on his mind mm-hmm. was, hey, I'm about to leave them. I've got 40 days to get this right. across to them. Right. They've got to start the first church, and it's got to last for 2,000 years, and it's got to get the job done. And if they fail, then this thing is over and the devil's won. Because God sent Adam, the first man Adam, and right. he failed. And so God sent Jesus, the son of God, the second man Adam, and he didn't fail. But now he's going to turn it over to the, quote, church, which doesn't exist yet. They're about to start it. And if they fail, Renee, there's not going to be a third man, Adam. If they fail, if the devil can can make them fail, it's done. It's over. God lost. The devil won. And Jesus knows this. I mean, that's got to be weighing on him. So he's got to think, I've got to get it across to them in 40 days that they've got to start the first church, that they've got to make this thing last 2,000 years, that they've got to do the will and the plan and the purpose of God. They've got to do what I came to do. <laughs> and so, you know, you know, whenever I'm going on a trip, when, I, when I'm about to leave for, for a missions trip and I'm going to be gone two weeks or a month or three months or whatever, you know, I, I'll tell my staff and my family, you know, the, the, the kids and uh, used to, you know, Jackie and the kids, I'd say, hey, while I'm gone, mm-hmm. I want this and this done. Right. Well, that's what Jesus did. He realized, hey, while I'm gone, I'm about to be gone. I'm about to leave. You know, 40 days, I'm, I'm, I'm going to heaven, and I'm done with this, and I'm not coming back for a couple thousand years. Right. And so, right. so while I'm gone, here's what I want you to do. Right. And, and, and if it's heavy on me and it's heavy on people listening to me today, that when they leave, they say, hey, while I'm gone, I want this done. They tell their step, I want this done. They tell their family, I want this done. You know, well, that's what Jesus did. Well, as I was sitting there as a teenager thinking about that, meditating that, I got really excited. And I said, you know what? If I can just just discover and write down all the things he said in those 40 days, man, I'll be way ahead of the curve. I'll be I'll know something that I hadn't heard the church preach about. And so I got my notepad and then and I got my pen. And I got all ready and I went to Matthew. I thought, well, there's only five places you can find out about it. Matthew, right. Mark, Luke, John, Acts. That last of Matthew, last of Mark, last of Luke, last of John, first of Acts. Only five places you can possibly find out about those 40 days. And so, man, I went straight to Matthew, and I went to the, I went to the Last Supper and read all the way through the Garden of Gethsemane, mm-hmm. through, the, through the trial, through the, through the crucifixion, through the, through the resurrection, to the end of the book. And just waiting to write down four, five, six, ten things that Jesus told them to do. And I was astounded, Renee, that he didn't tell them but one thing to do. One and only one thing to do. Right. Go ahead. And I was just going to say that that for those of you that are listening right now, the, the most comforting thing about that to an average believer of listening to that is that this is not complicated. When you tell them that it's at the end of every book, oh yeah, go to your Bible and get and start start at the at the Last Supper or or thereabouts, and just right. go to the end of the book. Right, and you can find this out for yourself so that you don't make serving God. Well, I hadn't anybody ever preached that to me. That's, I was a teenager back in the sixties. Right, I hadn't heard anybody preach it before or since. Well, and the, and it seems like religion. Uh, even the church, even well-meaning ministers tend to make it way more complicated and more oh, mystical than it should be. And those of you that are listening today, if you'll just do what Terry's saying, go to the go to the ends of each of the four gospel books, and then the first chapter of the book of until Acts. Until Jesus goes to heaven. Until where Jesus, Jesus goes to heaven, heaven with 500 the, people watching. And him. the last thing he says, they are all the same. Yeah, they are exactly yeah, the, the very, same. It's not just the last thing he says. It's the only, only thing, thing he, he says. Said. That's specific. He right. said. He said. If you 
you know, just just things in conversation. Right. You know, like he told them, uh, uh, bring your fish up here and I'll cook them and we'll eat them together. Right. You know, I mean, he, he said a few things. No. But I mean, the only one thing that Matthew bothered to write down out of that whole 40 days is Matthew 28, where it says, And he said to them, All power is given to me in heaven and earth. Now go ye therefore into all the nations right. uh, and, and teach them or train them or minister to them the things I have taught you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the earth. That's the only thing he said was get the gospel to the world. The Great Commission, the Great Commission in Matthew. Mm. Well, I wrote that down, and I just thought as a teenager when I wrote that down, I mean, I, I was prepared to write down six or ten things, and I thought, well, huh, that's weird. He just said one thing. Mm. Just one thing in the whole 40 days that Matthew bothered <laughs> to write down. So I wrote it down. Then I went over to Mark, and I started at the, at the Last Supper and went all the way through the end of the book, and I was absolutely astounded whenever I got to Mark 16, you know, starting at verse 15. He said to them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to mm-hmm. every creature. He that believeth is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And it's like, whoa, he only said one thing in the whole book of Mark. <laughs> and it was the exact same one thing that Matthew said. And I thought, man, that's weird. Mark only wrote down one thing. Matthew only wrote down one thing. And it's the same thing. Get the gospel to the world. He didn't say build orphanages. He didn't say build hospitals. He didn't right. say build churches. Right. He didn't say all the stuff that we do today. And the church right. does lots of good things. No, we build hospitals. Right. We build orphanages. We build churches. But Jesus never said do any of that. We've done it and God's blessed it. Right. But he never said do that. So I ran over to Luke, knowing full well that Dr. Luke was not even with them at that period of time. He never knew Jesus face to face. He never was there uh, personally when Jesus was alive. He came along later. Medical doctor came along, got saved, uh, hooked up with the disciples, traveled with the apostle Paul a lot, wrote the whole book of Acts about Paul's travels because he was with Paul some of the time and some of the time he wouldn't. Plus he wrote the book of Luke. And in the book of Luke, all it is is him, him taking dictation, him, him writing the, the, the apostles' stories, as they told him the stories, he wrote them down, which has become the book of Luke. And so I so realized that he wasn't there, but he was going to write down what they told him. Yeah. And so I was so excited. I ran over there at that last 40 days in Luke, and I read through the whole thing all the way to the end of the book. And Luke only said one thing specifically, one thing alone. And it's Luke 20, uh, 24, 47, where he said, this gospel of the kingdom, no, excuse me. He said that repentance and remission of sins, I'm sitting here talking about my Bible. Right. He said that repentance and remission of sins shall be preached in his name in all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Now listen to what he said. He said repentance, he's talking about sinners, repentance mm-hmm. and forgiveness of sins shall be preached in all the world, all nations beginning at Jerusalem. So there's the gospel, there's the great commission, get the gospel to the world. The only thing he wrote down that, that Jesus told him. And so finally I went to John and I started and I read through the end of the book of John. And here we have in John, in John 20, 21, Jesus said, as my father has sent me, so, so send, send I, I you. you. The That's great us. commission in John. Right. And then, and then you just go right to uh, two verses down, verse 23. And he makes this statement. He says, he says, and whoever sins you remit, they'll be remitted. And whoever sins you retain, they'll be retained. Now, Renee, that's so important for one reason. It's because the church today doesn't think the Great Commission is really about sinners anymore. It's about winning souls anymore. It's about uh, winning the lost anymore. And yet we can see that every one of these scriptures, he's talking about sin. He's talking about the repentance from sin. He's talking about retaining sins. He's talking about remitting sins. Right, right. 
I mean, it's very obvious that Jesus, I mean, Mark's gospel said, hey, they'll be damned. Damned to where? Hell. How long? Eternity. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every, every creature. He that believeth shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. He's talking specifically and only about winning souls. He's not talking about making disciples. He's not talking about building churches. He's not talking about preaching good word to good Christians. He's talking about we've got to reach the lost. And that's the only thing that John wrote down in the whole 40 days. And lastly, you go to the book of Acts. And when you look at the book of Acts, Jesus said some general things to them. Like in verses 2 and 3, he said he spoke to them of things pertaining to the kingdom. Right. And it says that he gave them some commandment. Doesn't tell us what. The, Dr. <laughs> Luke, when he wrote it, he didn't tell us what. Yeah, right. The only time he got specific was in verse 8. And he said, he said, when, he said when you receive the Holy Ghost, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, mm. he says, then you will be witnesses for Jesus. Jesus said, you'll be witnesses for me. Right. Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and in the uttermost parts of the earth. In other words, get the gospel to the whole world, not just the Jewish world, Jerusalem, but the whole right. Gentile world, Samaria, Judea, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Get the gospel to them. Well, and that's that's really, I think, where we get confused about well, it's five times yeah it's five times in there one thing Very one clear, commandment one commandment one thing, five times five times not three commandments not no. two not eight mm-hmm. not you choose what you want to do not you just hear from the holy ghost and live your own little life on the planet right. but it's one commission one charge one order one command get the gospel to the world that's the best now the church is majored on doing the good and thank god that we've done good things but we're we're omitting the best. And well, the Great Commission has become the Great Omission, Renee. And, and we tend to make church then be about whether people are being blessed or we're comfortable or we're, or we're uh, all feeling validated in some yeah. way. Well, right we now it's feel... all about how much God loves you. Yeah. Oh, Renee, God just loves you so much. Oh, Renee, God just think, woke right. up this morning, right. sat on his That's throne right. all day just saying, what can I do for Renee? Hey, I love Renee so much. What can I possibly do for her? I'm just going to spend all my time today figuring out how I can bless Renee. That's what the church is preaching. I know. There, there's such a... That's not even Bible. Well, it's like, it's like... And if it is, it's way back there in the good somewhere and has right. nothing to do with the best. It's almost like with all of these things that have gone on in the world with being... Um, you know, the, the idea that, that politics and all kinds of folks have out there are being politically correct. Mm-hmm. We, we have made the church so mentally and emotionally fragile. Oh, absolutely. That, that we forget. Absolutely. That Where's we the warriors? Are, yeah, that we're the Old Testament. We should, you and I have been saying this a lot in churches where we've gone that, that you really have to have the soul and the mindset that you're a warrior. You're an Old Testament you're an warrior. Old Testament warrior. You're, you have that Old Testament fearless. Give me that mountain. Haste where David the giant's head hasted off. and ran towards Goliath. Kill that rascal. And took How Goliath's, dare you defy God? Yeah, and took Goliath's own sword and cut his head off. I've already killed the lion and the bear. Or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saying to, saying to Nebuchadnezzar, let me tell you something, Nebuchadnezzar. Let me tell you something, old king. We're not careful to answer you in this matter. Right. You want to know what God can deliver us if you throw us in that burning fire? Well, I'll tell you something, hotshot. Our God can right. deliver us, and he will. Right. See, the church has never preached it like that. The church has preached it, maybe God will deliver us, and maybe God will and maybe we'll just burn for Jesus. That's not what they said. Go read Daniel. That's it says, right. we're not careful to answer, answer you in this you matter, in this old matter. king. 
Yeah. You want to know what God can deliver us from you? Because that's what Nebuchadnezzar said. He said, I'm going to put you in the burning, fiery furnace. And what God no, can right. deliver you out of my hand? <laughs> I'll tell you another dumb thing he did. He told them, I'm going to heat this furnace seven times hotter. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> that means absolutely nothing. No, That's a fear factor. Because I mean, right. right, you're dead at one hot. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're dead at one hot. In fact, he did them a favor by making it seven times harder because right. you die faster with the less, less pain. With the less pain, right. But when that's what the devil does to us. He says, oh, I'm going to put you in the fire furnace. Then he says, oh, I'm going to make it twice as hot. Oh, if you don't do that, I'm going to make it three times hot. Pretty soon as you end up, to, I'm going to make it seven times hotter. And you say, so what? Yeah, Knock really. yourself out. My God can and will deliver me. That's what you're talking about, the heart it really of is. an Old Testament warrior with the New Testament Spirit of love and grace, right? And power the, and dominion. Well, and herein again is why there is the I about whole. About preach myself happy. <laughs> and me too. Herein again is why there is the whole counsel of God that God is big enough, living in us, to help us hold two thoughts in our brain at the same time. Absolutely. And that is to be able to be strong and not mentally fragile, and be and be really ready to attack, yes. on yes. the attack, like a soldier would be, like yes. an athlete in the blocks would yes. be, to where we're out there aggressively ready to minister the gospel and not fearful of what the world's attack or threats may Absolutely. be. But then we have that heart of compassion, and we've got, this, we've got that ability to go out there and love the world, preach the gospel, sustain their... Rescue them. Yeah, rescue, rescue them. Rescue them from and, hell. And be able to sustain our own selves through hard times and persecution. Absolutely. So there has to be that ability on the inside of us, which has been given to us by the help of the Holy Ghost, to go out there and... Tell people about Jesus. Yes, Win yes, souls yes, yes. Get in their week. face. Interrupt Get in their them. Face. And, and that's one thing you've been saying in all the churches has been that what we're really looking for is the Holy Spirit to not just interrupt our services, but we want him to interrupt our life. Absolutely. We want him Absolutely. to interrupt our plans, our dreams, our we thoughts. We don't just go on living good and, and getting up right. and going to bed right. and, and saying, oh, we love Jesus and praise the Lord. We want to do the best. Right. We want to get the, when we get up in the morning and put our armor on, we want to say, I'm, I'm taking the world for right. Jesus today. Well, I'm winning the law. I'm, the one thing Jesus said for the church to do, I'm going to do. You know, Renee, that all the things that the church has done, as I said earlier, Jesus didn't say do it, but we've done it. Right. I'm glad we've done it. And, and we've God's, done it well and God's blessed of, it. Yeah, a lot but of times. The right. one thing he told us to do is the one thing we're not doing. Well, and that's the one thing the devil will, will, uh, try to embarrass you over and make you fearful of and make you think you're not qualified to go do. Sure. And that is to let your light so shine before men and then have a ready word like apples of gold and pictures of silver, pictures of silver. to be able to minister to people. And, and as, as Paul said, give an account. Of the hope oh, that is on the inside absolutely. of you to where when we see someone hurting or we see someone going through a trial or we just and see someone on, soldier, having everyday life. attention. Get in the fight. Get yeah. in the battle. So that Quit on being our, AWOL. Well, all, on our mind all the time is that we are praying and believing God, Lord, make me a soul winner. Show me. Amen. Give me souls, Amen. Lord. Give me you souls. You know, when you were give a little girl souls. and when I was a little boy and we were raised in good Holy Ghost churches, right. missionaries were our heroes. That's right. <laughs> the, the pastor would bring missionaries into the church and they'd tell oh, about Lord, winning yes. 
the lost and then right. telling about going to tribes and going to places and then telling them about right. Jesus and winning them and, and opening blind eyes and deaf ears and cripples walk and cast right. devils out and, ca and face witch doctors and right. face death. And, and they were our heroes. Oh, but you know, hey. in this day and age, we've made teachers our heroes. Right. Nothing wrong with being a teacher. No, that's right. But you know, we, we, we start supporting teachers and TV ministries that, that have never won a soul. <laughs> never cast out a devil. Wouldn't have a clue how to cast out a devil. Oh, my. Never had a blind eye open. Never had a deaf ear unstopped. Never had a cripple walk. Right. And, and we've made the teachers our heroes. Nothing wrong with being a teacher. I'm teaching right, right now on this, on all this podcast. podcast. Yeah. I teach all the time. Nothing wrong with that. But I've got the fruit to back it up. And the church needs to go back to missions and say, we're looking for some warriors out there no, that we can right. hook up with and pray, uh, financial partners and prayer partners. So we can not just do the good, but we can do the best and do the one thing Jesus told us to do to get the gospel to the world. I want Fulfill to the Great Commission. That's, and that's exactly, it's the Great Commission. I want to challenge each of you today as we leave the air. When you look around and see the vicious evil that nations and people, individuals, uh, terrorist groups, all of these things, drug cartels, all of these things, the horrors that are being committed against mankind in this day and time. Evil. And, and you think that sitting on a church pew and singing songs is going to change the dynamic of this world. Or look world. in your concordance and get them on a Greek or a Hebrew give word. Give them a Greek or Hebrew no, word. No, the word needs to be Jesus. And I, the word needs to be the blood. I just, uh, you know, Terry and I are not mad at anybody. We're not preaching mad. I'm we're mad we're preaching glad. But we want you to understand that there has to be a fierce situation Absolutely. in the brain, in our minds, that we realize how life and death this is, and that we are those, 1 Corinthians 10, 11, yes, yes, that, yes. The, that we are those on whom the end of the age has come. Yeah, we're and if, it. Yeah, tag, you're it. We're and it. if God is going to have a harvest out of our generation, from our friends, family, neighbors, and, and the world and the nations of this world that are, as the song says, held in sin's dread sway, mm -hmm. and that they are held captive Paul told Timothy against their will, against their will. to do that the things that they don't and want to do. Who's going to set them free? If it's not the church. I know. It's not I know. the church. And that's why you and I have to. We have to start seeing a vision, praying prayers that'll lead us, that'll lead our feet right out there into the face of somebody that really needs to hear the word of God. Absolutely. That you and I can love them, pray for them, rebuke the devil off their life, Amen. and win them into the kingdom of God Amen. without dynamite and swords and axes and threats of their life, you know, if they don't comply. I mean, the religion is so evil and mean, and yet Christianity, as you were teaching the other day in, in, a, in a church there in Kansas, that, you know, Christianity is an announcement. It's not a debate. No, it's, 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 we're not trying to explain something. We're no, trying to give you the announce answer. Announce it from heaven. Yeah, an announcement from heaven that Jesus is Lord. He yes, loves he you. Is. He will forgive you, and he will live on the inside of you for the rest of eternity. Amen. I like that's good news. Yeah, that's the good news. Yeah, good well, news. our time has come and gone today, and we are so grateful that we have had this opportunity to speak to you. Like Terry said, we've about preached ourselves happy here. That we are so uh, concerned, and 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 our prayers have been that there will be much fruit from these podcasts, and that your life will be enriched. But more than that. We will begin to arise as a great giant around the earth to preach this gospel Amen. and to win souls in every area and avenue of life that Amen. we possibly can. We want to remind you that you can listen to these podcasts at any time. 
if you will go over to terrymize.com or terrymizeministries.org. All of these things are archived. We have books, we have CDs, we have all kinds of things over there that you can take advantage of. And uh, also our schedule is there. This weekend we're going to be in uh, Ponder, Texas, um, coming up That's here. Right. Uh, uh, I think it's the night. Pastor Daryl and Kathy Darryl Joe and Baker. Kathy, Kathy Joe it's Baker. It's in the evening. It's in the evening. Because we'll... in the morning, I'm going to hear my mentor and yes. my father in the faith, <laughs> 94-year-old Wayne, Wayne Myers. Myers. Wayne and Martha are going to be preaching in Fort Worth at Bob Nichols' Bob great Nichols church. church. Bob's a good friend for years and years, decades, really. Right. Uh, Calvary Temple, or Calvary Cathedral, I believe Calvary it is. Calvary Cathedral, Right yes. there on Interstate 35 North. So we're going to go be in that great service on this coming Sunday. This coming Sunday. Three days. And, and then Sunday night, we're going to preach for Daryl and Kathy Joe and, and, and Ponder. And Ponder's just north of Fort Worth, just just out there north of the raceway. And uh, it'll be a good service at 6 o'clock Sunday they're, And night. they're a great church and great pastors do it, doing wonderful things for Jesus. So we just wanted to leave you with this today and tell you how much we love you. We're praying for you. We're believing God for much fruit from the Word of God in your life so that you can go and give this good news message to those that are around the world, right next door, wherever you meet somebody. Well, God bless you. We love you much. Yeah, and you are more than conquerors. That's right. See you next time. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.